0: Hey guys, so um, I just thought I'd get on and kind of uh, just have a chat and express to you uh, where I'm at right now. I hope you guys can hear me well. I know you're only seeing the top of this, but my car isn't driving for me yet, so when I get on the highway and start driving, I can grab the telephone. I just don't want to do it right now. Um, Wow, in three days, three days. And in those three days, today, tomorrow, Monday, you know, everything can just happen and and change. And, you know, that gives you perspective. I know a lot of us understand the concept that one split second can literally change the world. Imagine what three days can do. And, you know, I'm, I'm, last night I couldn't even Sleep thinking, well, were they going to do it Friday night? They updated it after the close of business day. Um, obviously, the Supreme Court has ruled over the weekend. I mean, it was just in August when the Supreme Court of the United States ruled that, you know, Georgia can't have elections until they sort out this racism thing. And that decision came out in the evening on a Sunday this August. So I'm really excited I have a lot of mixed feelings um, you know I always knew that the fight would be down to actually getting it in the court so that that is the way you know you need the appropriate eyes on things and this case is just going to forge the pathway forward for 2023 and 2024 because it's not about out what we're doing today for the now it's what we're doing today for the tomorrow and and next year and the next generation and we have to ensure that we have people that understand what our nation is overcoming to overcome it so that it never happens again and that's what's incredible. You know, obviously, we still have the people that are just upset. They they don't understand why someone that's such an outsider is doing things and they're not. And, and that's because they are also part of the problem. And we don't like to be told we're part of the problem. I don't like reminding myself that I'm part of played a very big role of the problems that we have now. I don't like that. It makes me uncomfortable to admit that, not only to myself, but say it out loud. I think all of us, when we're we're seeking repentance for things that we've done, you know, we have to admit it to ourselves and obviously humble ourselves to that point. Well, you know, for me, I didn't have that choice of self-contemplation because I guess, you know, Maybe God thought I was taking too long, so He just set fire to my whole life a couple of years ago, saying, Well, you are doing the righteous thing, so here's where you're going to go through this. Let me show you what humility is. And I really need to work on that because, you know, sometimes that little nagging ego gets to me, you know, where I use trolling to pacify that need to be mean. Even though I shouldn't have that need to begin with. Because I can't fault someone for being ignorant. I can't fault someone for being mesmerized with narratives. I can't fault someone for not being smart or not acknowledging the belief that they should have in themselves to make the right choices. You know, I can't fault them. You know, it's like, you know, attacking someone who's handicapped and it's not something they can help. These people are literally spiritually and psychologically handicapped. So I I shouldn't do it. But this, like, evil side of me totally enjoys doing it, right? And, and, And that has to stop. I've been contemplating that. That was, like, on my mind this morning, you know, that I need to, you know, dial back on the trolling. But, damn, it feels so good. Like, it's really hard. So, um, it's very, very hard to not troll. Now, in other news, and hopefully I will be on autopilot now, auto drives for at least a couple miles. Okay. Oops. Hold on. Okay, so, I have to have my hands on the steering wheel because this thing keeps shouting if I don't. Um, I have to say that I'm kind of in awe at the audacity of things that I've been seeing happening in my state. So a couple of people contacted me uh, over this past week telling me that, um, you know, they were, re- they were denied to be a poll watcher or, you know, they were told, oh, we accidentally made you a poll watcher. We already had them. But then they're saying that they have open spots, which is confusing. And it turns out that most of the people that have been turned away have either been identified as volunteers in my campaign or that they actually donated to my campaign. Which means that the Secretary of State's office of the incumbent that is the biggest problem we have here in Ohio because he's 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 complete, not on the side of the people he's actually actively removing people from being poll watchers election observers even though the Republican Party appointed them even you know election judges, machine judges they're being removed right Um, simply because they question the integrity of the machine. That is a very, very big deal. So the one thing people should ask themselves is, how do they know? Did they create AI digital profiles for everyone that applied for a poll observer and excluded the ones that questioned um, the integrity of the machines? That's a huge deal that DHS is providing Law enforcement tools, well, you know, to the Secretary of State to remove people from observing or taking in any activity of the Board of Elections. Keep in mind, and these are people that have been doing it either for years, and most of them did it during the primaries, too, of 2022. So this is a very big deal that they're removing people I have to put this down here because it's just being stupid. Um, They're removing people uh, that are clearly you know just making either suggestions to better the process or you know strongly believe that these machines are a, a threat to our republic. Now that's a very interesting development development, um, and I appreciate everyone in Ohio who has sent me confirmation of this, uh, because this will be fought at the right time, in the right place, with the right argument. We can't just regurgitate things. So want you guys to know, if it's happening in Ohio, it's also happening in your state. So for those of you in your state groups, that's something that you could start asking to see who was denied. Uh, poll observer status, or suddenly removed because uh, this is a huge deal, a very huge deal. Now, that I'm off to go paint my nails because they've been this pink, shiny thing for a while. So I'm going to go and listen to the Vietnamese talk shit about me, even though I'll understand some of it. And um, and then I'm going to purchase. So, so yesterday on Truth, when I was feeling evil and trolling, and I think I was a little bit reserved because I really wanted to go full-blown, um, iPot and, and, and Chef Matt were exchanging recipes. And these people had, like iPot put some serious food porn on there, Okay. And so he put like a grilled cheese that looked really good. And I was yesterday years old. I didn't even think of this and I feel so dumb. I said, how is he getting it so gooey? Like, if I cook it too much in the pan, you know, it burns. Well, what he does is he toasts it on the pan and he puts it in the oven. Simple, right? I never thought of it. So I am going to the supermarket and buying myself some brioche sliced bread and some serious stinky melty cheese and I am making myself the most badass freaking grilled cheese I've ever had. I have been dreaming about it since yesterday when I saw it and I'm like I'm having grilled cheese all day today. That's basically what I'm doing while I'm working. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. Um, so I'm gonna go to the supermarket and get my nails done and then um, go back home and get to work I'm hoping that tomorrow we can have a movie night premiere. I haven't gotten the confirmation if that's happening yet, and that's okay. I really do hope we can. I'm hopefully planning on doing that, and it'll be kind of last minute, but it's, it's only a screening for, for my Supporters, So you get a private screening of enjoy the show for being a local supporter. That's it. So it'll be, I think, wait, am I going off on this exit? No, that exit. Oops. Fuck you, Tessa. At least be more clear when there's a lot of lines. So, um, I'm hoping that I can do that tomorrow. And, um, you know, we can see it together. So those that are um, supporters on Locals will get a private screening um, for it. Um, Or they can pay, because it's going to be observed and watched. To not only be walked through J6, but to actually understand it down to the core, to the planning and to the operations. Am I, like, on the right... This is... Okay. Am I, like... How is Olmstead so far? This is so confusing. Like, probably because I'm going the speed limit. That's why. Okay. Sorry. Hiatus. I'm arguing with Tesla. All right. So that's that. On another note, I called the hospital this morning and spoke with the nurse. Um, you know, Michael is still off the vent, so it was great that we got him off the vent. Um he's currently, you know, sedated because his heart um, has a problem, uh, even though they put him on the machine. So they had to now attach him to a full-blown machine uh, and bypass the LVAD that he had placed because he's still an AFib. Um, I, I asked the nurse, you know, what are we doing about now re-screening him for the heart transplant, because that's what I'm pushing. And um, she advised me that uh, because he still has a lung infection, uh, he can't go through that process. So let me tell you guys why I went last minute. Even though I couldn't afford it, I had to go. My concern with him was while he was in the hospital, he developed... Like he got a bacterial infection. Now, nine times out of ten, patients that are in the ICU, the statistics show, develop a, um, b- bacterial infections that are resistant. This is why our elderly pass away very easily when they're in hospital. <coughs> because, you know, doctors usually pick an antibiotic and they stick to it, and, you know, the bacteria still there is resistant to that antibiotic. So then you have to use another one. So just so you guys know, the day that I arrived, he had no fever, um, but he was vented. I had complained to the physician as to, you know, his choice to undergo the surgery, knowing he would have to intubate him while he had a residual infection. I said, you know, we don't vent patients when they have infections. And you did, he's like, well, the risks outweigh the cost. And it's like, no, that's not true. So this is the primary concern that I had is that I needed to get him off the vent because, you know, when you have the vent, there's a ton of fluids that displace. Um, it actually harness, it, it harbors um, an environment where bacterial infections can spread. And this is why the majority of patients that are vented die from, uh, you know, pneumonia. So I I went there and I demanded he get off the vent in a very nice way, you know, the next day, especially when I turned up and his fever was at 104. I, you know, took care of him. I tried to keep him cool with ice packs, and I was dipping towels in ice water, and the fever came down to about 103, but it wouldn't break, so I, you know, obviously, he was not sedated and still on the vent, which is, for those of you that don't know, a ventilator breathes for you, so imagine being awake and having a machine breathe for you. It's complete torture. So as he was awake while on the ventilator, you know, I was trying to tell him, look, just just release your instinct to breathe for yourself and just relax so they can take you off the vent. And so, you know, he can't be sedated for that because we need him to have, you know, full control over his parasympathetics as well. Um, so that he can breathe properly. So I I said, I'll be back in 30 minutes, and I expect you to be off the vent. And and guys, that's exactly what happened. No joke. Um, The minute I turned up, they had just taken him off the vent. So, you know, I was happy to see that the doctor was very receptive to my suggestion of changing up. Hey guys, sorry about that. Um, you won't believe it, but my phone actually overheated, which is super crazy. Um, it was telling me about the temperature, and it's like, hey buddy, it's like 75 degrees. It's not that hot. Why is it um, Just see, you guys. You can hear me? Let me see. Yeah. Okay. All right. So where was I? Yeah. So the, um, the physicians that were on call, um, Wednesday agreed with my assessment or suggestion that new broads-becclement fab should go in. Though I had already told the respiratory therapist, the majority of the time she knows that too, that there's drug induced fever because of the medications they put on because of the vent. Well, I'll tell you what happened. He was at like 103.25 and fever would not go down. The minute he got off the vent, it dropped to 103. The minute they changed up the medications, they went to 102. Now, last night he was hanging. 100, 101. Um, Today he's maxed out at 102. His heart's not doing so well, but in order for him to be uh, considered for a heart transplant, it is required that he does not have a lung infection. So the challenge right now is to get rid of this, you know, antibiotic-resistant bacteria that he has because the physician made the call to put him under, you know, uh, while he had this infection. He is literally fighting for his life right now. And, um, you know, um, it's very important that we have people advocate I got to cross the numbers because of the ship they sold you during COVID. I can see the messages. I can't see them. Yeah, it is horrible because we can't trust. now that I've parked up, It's too windy. Wait, is it not on my... It's windy because I have the, the air condition. Um, give me a second. <laughs> trying to figure this out because it doesn't want to play with me. Turn trying to... Get this the right way so you can hear me. There we go. Can you guys hear me better now? Okay, perfect. Okay. So, um, let me have a cigarette with you guys before I go in and get my fingernails done. Um, Michael right now is literally fighting for his life. He's, um, he's in a really bad position because it's hard Is not working too. So even though, you know, he got the surgery successfully, the LVAD now, you know, can't work. He's back on that machine that, you know, according to most physicians, you're not supposed to be on it for more than like 14 days. He was on it for 22 days, and now he's back on it. So, um, he, he's not in a good spot and he requires our prayers and, you know, thinking about it, you know, Michael is one of many Americans right now across the nation, right? So I want you to imagine that there are at least a hundred thousand Michaels out there going through this. That's why yesterday was so weird. Because you know how Facebook reminds you of memories and they just pop up? Well, this memory had never popped up. This song, the song called Patience. You know? And I remember the time I heard that song for the first time. Because Nelly Furtado was like top charts and all this shit. And then my iPod, because I was listening to my iPod, right? To my headphones. There was a meeting... Tony Blair had interrupted, everyone had to leave, right? And I remember standing outside in a hallway and just listening, and it was just finishing up another Nelly Furtado song, right, on the mixing thing. And, um, and then this song came out, and I was like, oh, this is weird. But then I was like, damn, those lyrics are freaking fire. And it was all about patience, you know how people have accepted the fact that we put a flag on the moon but we have people starving in our in our world right um you know that you know the 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 absurdity the absurdity of you know what pe- people are telling you like you know they told you that you know they went to the moon with the microchip of a TI 84 and it's like, and you guys believe that when your middle schoolers have TI-84s for their math problems in school. That's, that's the thing, the, the, the absurdity is the ridiculousness of it. So I urge all of you to see, you know, NASA's, um, I put the video on there, you can Google it. Um, you can find it on YouTube. You should see those lyrics. They're incredible. And I think we need to all remind ourselves of patience. I think patience, um, facilitates humility. You know, just being targeted, attacked, ridiculed, and mocked, even though you know you're right. So, um, oh, thank you. I have your quilt. Thank you, yo mama. I think he's gonna love it. Um, like, he can't wear blankets right now. Guys, he's in the cardiac ICU. He can't have anything in there. Like, seriously. Um, you know, I'm going to see after the elections, because I'll probably be in court anyway, um, to go pop in and check in on him again. If I can, you know, because I was really, really lucky that I found those cheap tickets. But, you know, and I'm not staying in that creepy hotel too like that hotel was so crazy i was like i didn't even have time to assess the situation i was like just fuck this i'm not sleeping so it was creepy but they did have really good food next door so i'm i'm really excited i had a good conversation with a couple of my attorneys today a couple of other attorneys that are assisting I'm just reading the messages and responding. See, I don't, you know, this ghost thing is not like some, it was just creepy. Okay. Like I even have audio of the damn fridge making noise after something ran across the room. So it's like, I'm like, "Mm, yeah, this is just way too much for me. I could have been half asleep. I I don't care. I just didn't sleep that day. And I'm just not going to do it again. And no, Oh, the whole hotel has been revamped but i was in the historic district apparently when i said it to the nurse like yeah, i hadn't slept because the hotel's creepy she's like oh did you stay in one of those historic things we are notoriously known for haunted places i'm like yep yeah. so guess what Tori's doing i'm gonna probably spend more money on my hotel room than well no that's that's a lie because i have to get multiple flights to get to where he's at but Probably the same amount that I'm going to pay for an airline I will pay for a hotel. There's no freaking way I'm going to go to something newly built, okay? (laughs) Newly built. Yeah, I can't sleep in the hospital. All the lights are on. That's torture for patients, too. I don't think people understand how the cardiac ICU unit is, right? It's like if you were to describe the patient's, there, they're in a room, and they have a million machines and tons of wires, okay, everywhere. So so you understand. And there's no peace, no d- dignity for patients. Doors are wide open. Most of them aren't even closed properly, right? So, yeah, cardiac ICUs. Is- You know, the thing is, I I believe that most of our healthcare workers have been so desensitized um, due to the infodemic that, you know, you can't trust them anymore to do what's right for you. And the patient advocates that hospitals have are so biased anyway, right? They work for the hospital. It's not like they're going to go against them. So it's like correctional officers. Right? You know, they get desensitized to people that just, you know, didn't even do anything. They treat them like shit, you know? Uh, they treated Millie, Gavin, and her, her brother like shit, and they had done nothing to warrant that behavior. You know, when you're exposed to, you know, an evil and, you know, structured out of evil and money churning environment, you tend to to get desensitized and that is a problem you know well it's you know once you're in the hospital it's like you have zero rights it's the most terrifying thing it's like like you're in prison and it's 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 hard it's really hard because none of them enter with that premise so so yeah yeah Milgram experiment there you go yeah well, all of us should be praying for Michael. I'm praying that the Supreme Court of the United States, you know, answers this question finally, almost 250 years later, in regards to fair and free elections. I mean, they've addressed the whole independent situation over the years, but, you know, this is just out of control. The bias, the structure, and seeing people like Cruz and Marco Rubio, you know, talking about. Um, you know how the two-party system is amazing and America needs that because they both have a common cause that tells you everything you need to know now for many people you know uh, that saw the posting you know I had a lot of people just kind of oh my god it says December 5th and it's like yeah So I was docketed, and they said that without the expedited motion we're talking, the Supreme Court has accepted my complaint, and they told the Secretary of State of Ohio, you have until December 5th to respond to this. Now, uh, yesterday evening, they updated my expedited motion. That's a separate motion we did in the court to tell them, hey, we need you to do this faster than whatever you might schedule it, because of elections. So that was then updated, which is asking them to rule before it's actually fully heard to avoid the damages of the elections happening and not being able to count, um, to observe the counting of the votes and to observe the elections as I'm entitled to, even though I'm in independent. So we, fu- we filed it and then we filed the motion to ask them hey would you consider this on an expedited basis so they could come back and say no but they can also come back and say yes so that's going to be ruled on regardless as soon as possible so it could be today it could be in a minute it could be happening right now it can happen tomorrow um so that's the anticipation right now but regardless this being heard in december is going to be key too, because no one's swearing in till 2023. So any damage that has been done, I will fight like nobody's business to undo if that's the case, because I know the Supreme Court of the United States is the highest court of the land. And it's going to be very difficult for them to say anything. You know, some people are like, oh my God, the left is going to file amicus briefs as to why not and this and I was like no they're not read the questions that I put there my questions you know if you attack it you look like a like a tyrant I am saying that every candidate should be afforded the same rights no matter what party they sub. you can't right it's impossible so so, sorry, so the worst case scenario, oh, wait, where did I stop? Did you guys hear that part? Where did it stop? Okay, so um, what I was saying is a lot of people are like, oh, you know, all these people are going to have to hear it and see if they think it's, you know, viable and there'll be amicus brief from the left and whatnot. And what I'm saying is um, they can't. Like, I want you guys to think of what a stupid statement that sounds like, right? Because they're going to have to tell the Supreme Court that some parties have more, some candidates are more important than others or that some parties are allowed more privileges than others. Um, that can't happen, right? That's not the way America works. So they lose that argument. So it's not like they're going to come out and say, no, we only want Republican and Democrats. We're not allowed to have independence. That's a violation of the Constitution. So you understand, I they put us in boxes. I love creating boxes. This is a beautiful box. Because how do they defend that? They're going to defend and say that independents are less of, you know, of a candidate than others? No. Now, And the other part of the question is to be able to inspect the counting of the votes. Congress even put that in a letter to the Secretary of States across the nation this October. They clearly said that they should observe the counting of the votes. So if the House is able to do this, and this is what they say the duties of the election poll observers are, then why is nobody doing it? you know, while everyone sits there and says, my candidate's a patriot. Really? Ask them if they enforce their right to inspect the counting of their vote. You need to be paying attention more, because, you know, this is spelling it out. Your guy, your gal are so about America. Ask them if they ask to inspect the counting of the vote. Guarantee you they'll be like, yeah, we can't do that. Yes, you can. The GOP won't let you. You see, if people ask the right questions, you get the right answers. But people have their heads in the sand because there's sheep on all sides of the fence. Red and blue. They're still cages. Still cages. Now, let me have that stick So that's the one thing you should do is you should ask your, you know, candidates, you know, are you inspecting the counting of the vote? Whether they're a Republican or a Democrat. Ask them. They love their country, right? They're telling you how much they love their country, right? Think about it. Now ask them the right question. Are you... Having poll observers inspect the counting of the vote. There you go. And your answer is no. They're going to tell you no. Well, then how are you fulfilling your duties as election observers? There you go. The left and the right, GOP and DNC, want the machines. They want blockchain voting. I have friends that want blockchain voting. They know how I feel about that. I say no. We can use that shit for everything else, but don't mess with the vote. So that's what's necessary. Yeah. So this is it. You guys need to be voicing this out. You need to have them on the record. You need to send them an urgent email and say, hey, you want my vote? And a hundred of my family members, I need you to answer this question. Are you observing the physical counting of the votes? Do you know if this software is doing it? They're going to tell you no. Then how do they love America? How are they fighting for you? That's a question you should be asking yourself. How are they fighting for you? If they're not doing their duties that they're entitled to do. To protect your vote. To protect your voice. See, the truth sucks. Everybody hates being hoodwinked. This is a fraud. Nobody wants to talk about it. They just pick one cage over another. It's still a damn cage. So... You know, to make change, you got to be able to stand by the words you state. You have to face adversity like no other. You know, it's so weird. The minute birds get out of the cage, they sing, right? Break those cages, let's go. Now, on that note, it was really funny because, you know, I don't think people understand the concept of what I actually am. You know, have you ever, okay, let's go to my Georgia thing, you know, in the hotel quickly. Obviously, I couldn't see anything, but I heard creaking doors, and there were no doors creaking. And then I couldn't see anything, but I could have sworn something ran by my bed and went into the fridge and started pounding, making noise. Didn't see anything. I couldn't identify the enemy, because it was a ghost, right, per se. A ghost means that they have no defining lines, meaning you can't identify them. You can't see them. They are simply, I don't know, energy. You can't capture a ghost because ghosts don't exist. Therefore, you lose. The minute you can't grab hold of your enemy, because all it is, is pure light. And you lose. So things that allegedly don't exist, that are ghosts, you cannot capture. I hope that's understandable. That's the thing. Think about it. Can you capture light in your hands? Can you capture energy in your hands? Can you capture something that you cannot define the beginning and end to? Most human ghost ever, there you go. That was that was one of the coolest signatures on my book. Well, that was given to me by someone who wrote a book. Right. And that's it. People that don't exist. Ghosts. If you can't define its boundaries, if you can't define its beginning and end, then you can't catch it and you can't stop it. And that's the way truth is, too. You see? That's the way truth is. Um, yes, texts, um, more plasma donations we need. negative O positive users correct Um, we have prescriptions for that I'm just trying to provide the concept of what an actual ghost is because a lot of people like to um, to make that claim but that's the thing you can't silence things you can't catch so You can't capture the count because it's in a black box, right? If it's dark and amorphous, right, you can't catch it. If it's bright and amorphous, you can't catch it. It's like a blob. Black box, Pakistan. (laughs) I'm just spitballing uh, metaphors here. What's to help? Confusing, clear as mine. Yeah, this is a spiritual war. That's it. I'll get with you tonight on that cuz you can't do anything today. You'll have to wait till Monday um, for the plasma and blood. Yeah, God is God is great, you know. Oh, little pineapple. Oh, I so love that handle. That just made me smile so much. Huh. That just made me smile so much. I love that has, that handle. Yeah. It's okay. We're going to win regardless. This is the time and you know, not every revolution throughout history is the same. They all are different. This revolution is not as bloody. Not as, um, you know, whatever. How am I personally doing? Um, thank you for asking. I'm stressed out. Um, I'm, I'm tired. I, um, I really need to go get my nails done. Um, I, am um, I'm nervous, not nervous, I guess anxious. I, I get sad when people, you know, attack me that don't know me, that use leftist talking points that were put out there against me as if they're facts. But then if it's a leftist talking point about Mark Meadows or Devin Nunes or, you know, one of their own or, you know, even Tracy Beans or the president, it's fake news. But for me, it's real news. Right. And and that's what sucks, because if we actually listen to everything that the leftist media said, you know, then then President Trump is just a horrible human being. And so is everyone else. You know, that's the problem that we have is that they're selectively arguing talking points. You know, um, I, I, um, I can't express just how sad it makes me to see this cognitive dissonance and sheep-like mentality to people that claim to be educated, right? Uh, and, and supposedly loving their country. And so I, I feel sad. It makes me sad, you know, and I prefer to feel the sadness rather than the anger because I can really be harmful if I'm angry. And, and that's because, you know, I've been trained very, very well to, um, to respond like that. And, and that's a struggle that I have you know when I put that when I do the smile it's like a weird smile I have it's like one of those smiles it's like yeah you don't want that that smile at the end of the phrase it's not nice um so I struggle with that and I would prefer to feel sadness and you know not so much the anger because you know they're handicapped i can't be angry at someone who's handicapped it's not their fault they're hindered it's not their fault they're blind and i have to keep reminding myself of that you know considering that they're doing it out of ignorance you know i know a lot of them are 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 tasked to do this and paid to do this um but I like to to believe that people are innately good. And, you know, it's, hard. it's a struggle. So um, health-wise, uh, I feel tired. <laughs> Kids are great. Phoebe started her new job today. So obviously, you know, she got her first job and she's... Um, (laughs) and the good thing is, is that I'm against my kids working at a young age, but learning things is great. So she's going to train for tech. And the great thing is her sister already works there. So I've got someone watching her. So, um, she got her work permit from the high school. And today she had her first day at work, um, as geek squad. Well, Best Buy. So that's pretty awesome. Um, Hera today is doing her army thing. So she's not home. I think she'll be back tomorrow at some point. Um, You know, I'm thinking about election day, like what I'm going to do. Because I don't know. Because Monday I might be in court. I might not even be able to go see my president if I'm in court. Right? Um, So that's that. Um, yeah, you know, that's what I was talking about with Millie, um, today. Like, maybe she could come over. Because, like, Tuesday, I'm like, okay, Hera's going to go vote. I'm going to go vote. And, I don't know, I was thinking now that I'm at the nail place, there's a mall. Maybe I could pick up matching pajamas and we can have, like, a pajama party watching it. I don't know. Like, you know, for me, it's the court that matters. If I win, it would be crazy. Right? The odds are against me, guys. Like, remember, uh, on September 22nd, it was announced that I was put back on the ballot. September 23rd, they sent out the ballots overseas. That means 47 days before the elections, I was literally put on the ballot. I'm not even spoken about. I'm not acknowledged as a candidate. I'm on no voter guides. No one is talking about me. You know, people are literally paid to take down my signs. The Ohio GOP and the Democrat Party in Ohio have both coordinated attacks against me. You know, the Supreme Court of Ohio completely did a disservice to their bench. And considering they're on, you know, the party ticket, that's a big problem for them, right? They they caused me so much harm. All they do is smear me or ignore me. So the the odds in general if running is an independent, the maximum they get is four percent. And I've walked in with a severe handicap. You know, people that are even running as write ins don't even thump the fact that I'm there. They could have used my independent platform, but you know, they've been, yeah, you know? So it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, so the left created hit pieces on me and a narrative that everyone perpetuated because it was supposed to shame me into silence. Not a shame that I stood up for my rights. I'm ashamed that you claim to be a reporter, but don't see the obvious. The first thing I said is I have rights and they have been violated. I'm entitled to those civil rights. How do you get a secret subpoena with no complaint on file? Nobody asked that question, even though it's admitted in my fucking case that they had no complaint on file. So how did they use the full police force against me? Nobody stands up for that and says, Nope, that's fishy right there. Instead, they like to use the narrative. I don't know what's going to happen in Ohio. What direction? You know, if if the Supreme Court of the United States comes back and grants the expedited motion, you know, they're obviously going to give me direction on how my election observers are put in place and how they observe the counting of the vote. So... It'll be interesting to see, because it's up to SCOTUS now. They're going to decide, and I have faith in them, regardless of what people say. You know, this is actually, we've just made history, all of us. We're, We're in the record forever. Throughout the history of the United States, this case will be referenced as case law forever. You know, and... You know what will happen, who knows? You know, it might be like a spread of 37, 35, 28. Where will I sit on that? It might be that I get zero percent, one percent. It doesn't matter. Bottom line is I already won. And whatever happens, I'm gonna fix. And and this is what's important. You know, I know many people are like, Well, will President Trump endorse you? Pay attention. He endorsed them only in the primary. He's not invited to anything else because obviously the advice that he received was half-baked because he won the state. So, you know, people tell him, don't worry about it or whoever wants to cash in as part of the GOP. But as the president, you know, how do you weigh in on something like this? You need to see how it plays out, you know, and how does this play out? This is why he's not endorsing. He's not going to go against the person that's fighting. He's not the type of person to slam down on anyone in the arena regardless. He will sit and watch the fight. You know he loves fights. And damn, he sure knows I can fight. So do a lot of other people. This, he loves fighters. Especially fair ones. So... um, they're all aware of the shenanigans um, that's going on. And it'll be all coming out. It has to be done correctly. You know, sometimes you lose battles to win the war. This is a war that I'm telling you I already won. People just don't see it. You know, so I'm excited. I'm really, really, really excited um, to see America win because I'm even fighting for those people that slam me um, because I'm fighting for their rights too and everyone has the right to be heard everyone has the right to run and you know that's that's what's exciting that right now we've just forged the way of forcing all the states across the nation To not have people outside of the red and blue cage be treated differently. This is is one of the most important things, I think, for elections that can be done. Because election meddling and theft doesn't happen just at the ballot box. You know, it starts at the petition phase. So... I'm, uh, uh I, I, it's just a really big honor to do this, you know, and considering we're going to win the parental rights too, right? That's going to SCOTUS. I mean, we're at sixth circuit now. That'll be dealt with like in what the next 60 days where they're going to, then I'm going to have to appeal and, and, and send it off to SCOTUS and then the parental rights come in. So. I am, you know, excited, you know? There could be that weird, you know what would suck? That what I said in September come true, that his last rally will be in Ohio and I hope that I can make it. And I said that in September and I had to cover that notion up really quick because I shouldn't have said it, so I kind of threw in a little disinfo afterwards because I was concerned that it was too apparent, but I, I was right, right? Remember? And so Monday is the rally, um, but by Monday I should have a response from the Supreme Court of the United States, which means that, you know, I may have to, you know, they will stop at nothing and I'm going to tell you what they're going to do because I can foresee this stuff, okay? They're going to attempt to disallow me to have my observers observe the counting of the votes. Or they might say they're not qualified or something. So they're gonna stop me and then I have to go to another court to force them to enforce what the Supreme Court of the United States has said. I know what they're gonna do, right? I already know, okay? So that's why my concern is that Monday I won't be able to make it to Dayton because I'll be busy with court filings. And could you imagine if my president actually gives me a shout-out and I can't be there because I'm in court right now fighting for the rights of Ohio? That would suck, but it would be necessary. So, you know, I would... I I'll be very disappointed if I can't make it. And it kind of spoke that into existence at the beginning of September, because I already knew. I may drive like a bat out of hell, you know, when the court's over. But you know, we'll see. You know. It would be, it would be, it would be awesome if he said something. But on the other hand, would it impede on anything? And it would suck if he said something and I can't be there. Cause you know, the last time I've told you guys when I went to take a selfie with President Trump years ago, um, I was holding my phone. He's like, get your best angle. And I was like, what do you mean angle? I don't have any angles. I'm round. And he laughed and I laughed and all I got was a smudge of yellow and black. So I was just like, damn. Never got that selfie, right? Because <laughs> we were too, too busy laughing. Because it's like, I was saying, he's so tall and I'm so short. And he like literally bent over and, you know, I was like, no, no, no. I want a selfie. And <laughs> it was like, damn, you know, that was, I think he found it. I think it caught him off guard. So, um, well, if he does, that's great. If he doesn't, it's still fine. You know, he's 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 in the politics game. He'll do what he believes is right for the moment. I don't fault him for that. But damn, if I'm going to be busy in the federal court or running around in Columbus, which is close to Dayton, so that's okay, or a state court, like, I don't even know where I would file this. Like, I'm not a lawyer. I would be very upset. But I will drive like a bat out of hell <laughs> to get to his rally in Dayton. Um, And hopefully, you know, it would be so awesome. Yeah, a selfie with him after my wife. Well, no, it was just that one selfie, so... I was just saying, like... And I can't send Phoebe. She can't drive down there. It's a two-hour drive. Um... I'm excited. I'm going to see Phoebe later after her first day of work. I'm going to go pick her up and see her in her little Best Buy uniform. So. Yeah, I hope so. I I think Millie and Gavin are going to go cover it. I'm pretty sure they will. And I want to go there as well and see a couple people. We'll see. We'll see if God allows it, you know. We'll see. We'll see. So, yeah, yeah, Millie could probably take Phoebe, too. Well, Phoebe has school on Monday, so I'm not taking her out of school for that. Um, we'll see. All right, guys, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to get my nails done and then going to pick up stuff. Yeah, it's not going to be fancy. I'm just going to put pink. You know, I'm pretty lame. I don't do weird stuff. God bless all of you.